welcome back to another episode of Cowboys Chat with Shap. My name is Zach Shapwurst, and with me is Vinny Tadaro. And uh, we are officially into the second day of of the of legal tampering. And even though technically free agent has not started as of this recording, there's already a lot of players that have uh, that have basically signed or come to agreements and. Not a lot of them are from the Cowboys, and none of none of the big name free agents are connected with the Cowboys. But they did make a few moves, and um, you know there's other there's a couple guys that they've been supposedly in talks with. So we'll we'll break it all down. Um, talk about co- you know compensatory picks that's uh, was released this week, um, and which players. You know the ones that they're in talks with and not in talks with. We would like them to to go after. But uh, as always, we'll start with a trivia question. This week it is my turn to ask the question, and I'm uh, I'm going to pick a guy that I was just telling Vinny. I I had a dream where I caught a football. I was I was battling with a bunch of other people to catch this football that had this guy's autograph on it. Um, so Oh no, and you it's Michael Gallup. No, no, it's a good good guess. But he is the first guess or first clue, he is a wide receiver. Um, he went to he was not drafted by the Cowboys, um, but he was he was drafted in the sixth round by the Cincinnati Bengals and he went to Texas Christian for college. Oh, oh, oh. drafted in the sixth round by the Bengals, mm-hmm. and he played for the Cowboys. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, I do know one Bengal that played for the Cowboys, but I don't know if this is the guy that you're talking about. Now, there was a guy named Darnay Scott who played for the Cowboys. It's either Darnay mm-hmm. Scott or Carl Pickens, one of them. They were both former Bengals that played for the Cowboys, but that's not who you're talking about, is it? Might be. <laughs> which, which, uh, <laughs> it might be. Which, which one are you going to guess? Oh, God, Jesus, my memory is killing me on this. Um, Darnay Scott. Nope. No? Carl Pickens? Is that your second guess? That's my second guess. Nope. Nope. Um... I think this will, you'll either get it off of this or, or you won't. I'll get really frustrated, yeah. <laughs> um, he caught a, actually, well. Wide receiver, not a tight end. Yeah, wide receiver. Um, so he caught a 90-yard touchdown pass in the final game of the season one year. And it was a uh, it was a playoff clinching victory over the Giants. Oh my God! <sighs> In the sixth, see, I I have no idea about time periods, and that that's what I go by. Yeah. Um, play a ninety yard touchdown. 
I don't know, Patrick Jeffers. Nope. Um, so he, I'll just, last clue, he played for yeah. the Cowboys. Um, so it was 1999 season. That was the year that he, he caught the 90-yard touchdown. Um, he also he also was a, a pretty good kickoff returner. Um, played 99 and 2000. Those two oh, years. Oh, it's going to kill me. I'm dying here. I'm dying. Oh, my God. I know I'm going to know this when you say it. Yeah. Damn it. Sam, no, it's not Sam Hurd. Um, I don't know, but I remember the Bengals. We had a couple guys from the Bengals. That's all I remember. Yeah, it was Jason Tucker. Ah, I remember Jason Tucker. Well, I didn't know he was drafted by the Bengals. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, all right. I remember Jason Tucker well. Yeah. Okay, yeah, Jason Tucker was a guy who had a couple uh, surprisingly good years for us. Yeah. And then uh, disappeared into the abyss. Yeah, he went to the the Canadian Football League after. Way um, to go. Yeah. Yeah. And um, yeah, in my dream, it was a 1998 autograph from Jason Tucker, which he didn't, he wasn't even on the Cowboys in 1998. So I don't know how that. Well, some you know, men dream about him. Anne Hathaway. You dream about Jason Tucker. I don't know. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Um, so jumping into free agency, the, the first thing I, I wanted to talk about um, before oh, the legal God, tampering. Just killed me, man. <laughs> yeah. uh, I need a drink now. <laughs> before the, before diving into free agency, the they they released the you know the the good news um, of the week. They released the compensatory picks, and yeah. that was better than I expected. We're, we're basically getting a very late third round pick, very late fourth, and then I think a fifth and a sixth too. Yeah, that's um, correct. So, so that's... Do they still give out seconds? Larry Allen was a second. So. I think third is the highest now. Third is the highest. Third, um, fourth, fifth, and sixth. Yeah, so that's right. as good as you can, you can expect, and the way free agency's going, we're going to need to hit on every single one of them um, well you know the thing is I, I mean i hate to keep saying this but you know everybody wants look this game is about winning now yeah. okay now i know not all teams are capable of doing that okay but the cowboys should be for all intents and purposes able to win now given all the resources that they have okay yeah. and you, people, you know, the people just they just seem to imply that the draft is pays more immediate dividends and is more valuable than it really is. I even I've now I've analyzed this back, you know, uh, years ago. I used to buy, well, I still do buy the draft magazines, and what they would do is they would go back and they would analyze the draft from five years before or whatever it yeah. was. Okay, and they would go through um, every pick that a team made, yeah. all right? 
every single pick that they made, and they'd say, "Where is this? What what became of this player?" And I, you'd be amazed how bad teams are at drafting. Yeah, they would get like one or two guys still on the team. Yeah, that was the average. It was like one or two guys contributing to this team out of seven rounds. Right, and that's that's a good draft. You'll have years like you know 2009, the year that I went to the draft, where. We yeah. didn't get anyone that was worth a shit. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I'm, I'm with you there. I, I do think there's ways to, you know, I'm, I'm a big proponent of drafting guys with high floors, guys that will, you yeah. know, there's a high probability that they'll at least contribute um, yeah. rather than the boom or bust guys. But but even even then, there's plenty of guys that I've thought had high floors and, and you didn't, you know, turn out well and and certainly guys that you know even ones who did pan out like demarcus lawrence is a good example but it took him you know three years or something like that to really turn into a player yeah he was drafted 2014 and took him to 2017 to become a a really good player so so yeah i mean i mean i'm i'm right now i am somewhat smarting from Chidobia Wuzier, because on the one hand, he did just get a pretty nice contract from the Bengals. Mm-hmm. He was somebody I was big on. I thought Wuzier yeah, was going to be a player, yep. and he's not a player. Mm-hmm. You know, he's an average cornerback, yes. and he got paid like an average cornerback. Right. Okay, but I thought he was going to help us. I thought he was going to be somebody that we could, you know, build around. I didn't think he was going to be Deion Sanders, but I thought he was going to be a good corner and a very good corner and he has not turned out to be that way on the other hand you know i i can take some solace in the fact that you know i really felt that elliot and derrick henry were the basically the only good running backs in that draft and i really like derrick henry a lot and he's you know he's turned out well you know so you just you gotta you know it it, you just have to be very careful with it um but you know if we're gonna go in to this and Dallas Cowboys fans will do this okay because Dallas has an inordinate amount of morons absolute morons as fan I don't hesitate to say that I don't care if anybody gets mad in fact I want them to get mad Um, but you know who are saying oh we got all these picks in the draft yeah well how many of them are going to help us this year yeah and and you got to look at last year last year's draft though that's where your dividends if that's going to pay dividends it's really going to start paying dividends this year right your digs your digs and your gallimores and your biotishes yep that's what you have to look for and i think that was a pretty good draft i think it's going to do at least pretty well uh, pretty well for us this year like i said you know don't 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 expect a lot from these from these rookies i mean if you can get you know two guys to contribute well that's pretty good. Yeah. And I do think, I mean, we'll, we'll talk more about the draft in, in future episodes, but I do think in general, there are positions that you can, you know, project a little or, or just on the average that have a more immediate impact than other positions. Like, you know, on the on one end of the spectrum, defensive ends. We've, we've talked about this a lot because that seems like it's always a need 
yeah. defensive ends unless you're Running talking back. about a a blue chip prospect like a Nick Bosa, Joey Bosa, uh, Miles Garrett. Those guys don't really pan out at, at all their first year, at least. I think Carl Lawson, yeah. who the Jets signed, he was kind of an exception. Um, but but yeah, that that's a really tough position and really a position you don't want to go into the draft with like a desperate need for. And I don't think the Cowboys do have a desperate need this year. Um, in fact, that's one of the few positions on, maybe the only position on defense I don't think they have a desperate need for. But, um, you know, a position on the other hand, like safety, I think you can get, a, there's a higher hit rate and a higher immediate contribution rate for that position compared to defensive end. Um, tight end is another one that never, I don't care who it is, Gronkowski, Travis Kelsey, none of the none of those guys have ever really contributed their rookie year. And a lot of people are are mocking the uh, the top tight end to us, which is that because is another... they're asked to do so much, they're asked to be blockers and receivers. I don't know. I I would think yeah, they're not, really they're not blocking good... it at, in college anymore. Right, right. I mean, I think the last guy or the the one that I think of who kind of did well his rookie year is Evan Ingram for the Giants, who basically was was playing receiver for all intents and purposes, and that that was what they were expecting yeah. of him coming out. But um, but yeah, that that could be part of it. Is you know, Witten had a, physical... had a pretty good rookie year. I mean, he had like three hundred yards, I think. But he, yeah. you know, I, I'm thinking of guys that you know all become consistent thousand-yard receivers. Witten, Gronkowski, uh, Antonio Gates, Tony yeah. Gonzalez. None of those guys had had great rookie years. I mean, there, there are guys that have three, four hundred yards. Like it's not like they don't do yeah. anything, but. I, I think, and I could, I'm maybe wrong here. I think Evan Ingram, who had 700 yards, I don't think I can think of any other tight end who had more than that his rookie year. So it, it's you know, the, I think the positional value and the Jeremy Shockey might have had a good rookie year. That's a good one. That is a good one. Yeah, because I, I if I'm yeah, I think he might have had his best year, his rookie year, in fact. Was either, yeah, oh yeah, good call. Almost 900 yards. Um, yeah, and he never... Yeah, he had one other year close to that, but oh, I hated Jeremy Shockey back in the day. Um, but but yeah, I mean, in, in the most more recent years, yeah, I think Evan Ingram's the closest. But I mean, I think... The, the the biggest thing that the Cowboys talk about, and I think it's it's kind of just common knowledge, is you don't want to go into the draft with desperate needs and, and obvious holes um, because then you, you can't really draft best player available. And right now, in my opinion, the Cowboys have a glaring need at defensive tackle yes. and cornerback. Now that... that Chidobi Awuze is gone. It, you know, and safety. Um, well, yeah. If if we don't sign, yeah, Xavier Woods is a unrestricted free agent. So yeah, 
Um, so I want to get into some of those positions. There's, I, I will tell you this. We, we talked about some of the guys we were interested in, I think, last week. Uh, for defensive tackles, wrote down uh, Shelby Harris, who, you know, every year there's guys that, that get overpaid. That's that's what I don't like about free agency is, is you know, the the majority of free agents are going to get overpaid. But there's always oh, guys. Oh, the Patriots. Yeah, yeah. Patriots, they, they we're doing a lot of it. Yeah. Well, and here's a question. I, I was would you prefer we go we you know two extremes obviously but do you prefer the patriot route where you're just throwing money overpaying for everyone or the route that we've been going each year which is sit on the sidelines for the beginning and then pick up kind of the scraps well i mean you know if you're overpaying by that much no then it's a no-brainer. No, yeah. I don't. I'm not overpaid by that much. Okay. But if you're talking about slightly overpaying versus kind of looking for bargain bin blue light specials, yeah. Um, I, I don't have a philosophy really when it comes to free agency. I just think you need to be smart, and that yeah. you're going to find guys who are expensive but who are worth it, and you're going to find guys who are cheap and worth it and then you're going to find a lot of guys who aren't worth it no matter what there's no cut and dry answer to free agency there really is not um it all it really is the best determinant of how much football wisdom somebody has is how how well they do in free agency because it's a very tricky game to play there are a lot of greedy ladies lazy players out there Uh, there's a lot of bad scouting out there and, you know, you really have to, to to know what you're doing to do well. And so I don't think – I think because of how difficult it is, it's difficult to form a formula yeah. and say, okay, this is the formula that we're going to use. I don't think that, that, you know, any formula exists. I think if there – if there's any formula, it's that no. I mean, don't 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 grossly overpay for somebody like Nelson Aguilar. I think that's <laughs> just purely purely idiotic. Yeah, I wouldn't pay five cents for Nelson Aguilar. I mean, yeah. did they not see what he did in Philly? Yeah, I, I mean, I think they're going off last year, which which was better, sure, but still not not great. And and he's the product of a you know, inflated offense, I think, that loves to throw it deep. Um, if, you, if you're going to go, if you're going to pay somebody that much money and put that much of an investment, make call Dallas up and try to trade for Michael Gallup. Right, right. Or, or you know, Kenny Galladay. Like, you're not, you, you pay two or three million a year more, but he's actually good. <laughs> he's yeah. he's a legit number one receiver. Um yeah, no, I, I mean, I every like I've said this before. Every year, there's guys that are that are good deals, and this year, I I'm looking back at my notes last week. There were a couple guys that I thought would be pretty good bargains at defensive tackle, and and most of them, well, a couple of them are gone. Uh, Tyson Alohu from the Steelers, I think he got signed relatively inexpensively. Shelby Harris. For the Broncos, um, 
He got nine million a year, which for him I think is actually pretty good. He, he's a good player. But then you had the Patriots; they signed this guy for eight million a year. I don't even know his. I had never heard of him until they signed him, and and for good reason. He's he's not very good. So there's still defensive tackles, you know, getting overpaid. But in general, it seemed like that was a position that is relatively undervalued. I mean, besides the Giants who paid over 20 million for Leonard Williams, which is way too much. Yeah. Yeah. He got three years, 63 million. And they have a quarterback who threw what? 10 touchdown passes last year. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So that was, that was pretty ludicrous. But other than that, and you know, the guy, the Patriots played, who's more of a, you know, lower tier player. There were a lot of pretty good deals out there. Shelby Harris being one. Dalvin Tomlinson got $11 million a year, which I think is not bad for him. I was thinking he'd get 13 or 14. Um, but I got to say, the the guy that... Tomlinson. What? Who paid Dalvin Tomlinson? Uh, the Vikings. Vikings. And, and the thing with that... The, the, the thing with that that makes me feel a little better about us not going after him is apparently they're going to use him as three tech, which he, he would prefer to play, which makes sense. I, I'd never really thought of that. Like, you know, the same way O-linemen probably, you know, most of them prefer to run block versus pass block. Cause it's, you know, straight ahead, you know, more taking the more route violent. of the dresser. Yeah. More violent. You know, defensive tackles, you get more glory in the three tech. You're, you're less, you know, you get more stats, and you know that makes sense. But he wasn't as good as a three tech as he was a one tech, and that's what we need is the one tech. So I'm not as as worried about that. But the the guy that was cut, so he wasn't on my list because he wasn't available last week. But he was cut, and we and I really wanted us to get him is is Malcolm Brown for the Saints that one that one hurt because and I guess they cut him and then they ended up or or they had announced they were going to cut him but they ended up trading him to Jacksonville and the terms haven't been released but I'm assuming it was you know like a fifth or sixth round pick and they signed him for five and a half million a year and that would have been such a steal because Malcolm Brown, that's a guy that I really liked in 2015 coming out. It was between him and Byron Jones as to who I wanted most in the first round that year. And um, I mean, he's been, he's been a solid one tech. He would be such an upgrade, but he's gone. There, there's still guys out there that I think would be, you know, I mean, anything be would be an upgrade. Yeah, there will be more cuts. Yeah, there is, there is some today. That I mean, I don't. Yeah, the Saints are going to have to cut half their roster. Yeah, yeah. Supposedly, they're in the market for Richard Sherman somehow, which is oh, okay. well. All right, good luck. I, I got into an argument with this guy about the salary cap today, and and he's you know, they, they save a lot in the cap because Breeze retired though. Did that, that drop them a lot? I mean a little bit, but he's still got he's got dead money. They're 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 losing dead money from him, from Emmanuel Sanders, who they cut. They had to cut uh, Kavon Alexander or Quan Alexander. Um, yeah, I mean they they'll get under the cap. Like 
but they're gonna they're gonna be set up for failure these next couple years unless Jameis Winston becomes an elite quarterback and can carry. I I smell trouble because I just don't. I don't think this is a very unless a lot more guys get cut, which is very possible. This is just not shaping up as a very sexy or, or very good free agency class, aside from maybe safety. And I think some of those guys have been tagged and signed already. Yep. Well, that's you know, that's another one where there were, there were some good values, I think. John Johnson got $11 million a year, and he's, you know, borderline elite safety. Um, there's still, you know, Malik Hooker, that's been my number one target. He's still available. Um, start talking about the guys that supposedly the Cowboys have shown interest in. Um, DeMonte Casey from the, well, two Falcon safeties, DeMonte Casey and Keanu Neal, who neither I'm particularly excited about, both of them coming off injury. Uh, DeMonte Casey has a little more position flex. He played corner and safety. Um, He's played free safety, which I think is more of a need. So I, I think I'd rather have him than Keanu Neal, who, to me, he would just be playing Donovan Wilson's spot, and and I don't, I don't think he's an upgrade over Donovan Wilson, you know. Period. I don't, I don't think he's much of a of a coverage guy. So eh, I, I'm not too excited about him, but I, I do like Demonte Casey. He, he's a. I remember him coming out. I think he went to like San Diego State, some small college, but he was kind of hyped as the he was a big playmaker in college and and he was you know a guy that was going to make most out of his abilities and it seems like he's done that for the most part he's been pretty productive he'll get get you some interceptions so i'm i'm good with bringing him in um keanu neal not as excited about but um i'd still prefer i mean i i'd be I'd be perfectly fine with bringing in both Casey and, you know, and uh, and Hooker and, and having them battle it out, but I don't I don't think that's very likely. Um, but yeah, as far as you know, cornerbacks go, the um, you know, there's still I'd say the top two guys are still out there in. Uh, Richard Sherman and and William Jackson. I don't think the Cowboys are going to get either of them as much as I like would like them to get Sherman. I think he's going to be out of their price range. Um, but there's and even Akella Witherspoon, who I thought would be a good kind of you know cheap, relatively cheap free agent. I think the Seahawks tabbed him today. Um, so. Yeah, there, there's still guys out there. there. There's a couple that got released, and um, like Malcolm Butler and Casey Hayward, who I would, I would be interested in. But I mean, you know, I don't know how much to take these reports, but it sounds like the Cowboys are, yeah, they're they're doing what they always do, and you know, going for the most inexpensive options out there um which yeah 
I don't know. The the biggest what I'm worried about the most is because I think I think we can you know we obviously just by the fact that we've targeted these couple players we obviously know there's a need in the secondary and and we'll address it whether it's you know whether it's an upgraded group or not remains to be seen what i'm worried about is that we still don't care about it or at least it seems like we don't care about one tech at all and and that's such a glaring weakness and it's not it's not a position that's you know tremendously valuable but if you're just god awful at it 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 really compounds well how can you say we defense. don't care about one technique we re-signed <laughs> Antoine Woods touche yep you're right how, we're, we're... how can you possibly say that <laughs> are you saying he's 300 pounds of shit is that what you're saying <laughs> I'm saying he is he is barely better than Nick Hayden yes if, if that's our if that's our <laughs> starter we are in for another rough season at uh, on defense. I mean, the only look. Let's you know, if we take a look at who we, you know, what we've done so far. Yeah, it's not impressive. No. Okay. No. Let's start off with who we've re-signed. All right. All right. C.J. Goodwin is a, a a very very good special teams player. I had him as somebody I wanted to bring back. All right, so I'm not going to complain about him. Um, as far as, you know, I don't know why they didn't bring Ledowster back, um, if that's how you even pronounce his name. Nobody yeah. ever mentions his name. L, let's call him LP. JP. LP, All right. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he was, I, I would have just stayed with him. He had a, a perfect thing going. I would just stay with him. The only thing I can think of there is that this Rams long snapper is really good. I think he's made the Pro Bowl a couple times. And he's younger, so yeah, maybe they figured younger, let's yeah. let's get this guy while we can get him because LP is going to probably retire next year anyway. All right, so I don't have a problem with that. Um, who else did they maintain? Um, Noah Brown. I had him as somebody. I, I figured, ah, let's bring him back. Okay. Mm-hmm. Cedric Wilson was somebody I wanted to bring back. Yeah. Um, I think. Cedric Wilson has the ability to develop into a good number three receiver. At least I hope so. And so that's what I think they're hoping for, too, when Gallup leaves next year, that he can kind of step up and provide at least some of that production. Um, So I don't don't really have problems with them uh, maintaining those guys. Uh, Antoine Woods, um, bring him in as a... Maybe bring him in as a camp body and as a desperation backup. Right. But you definitely got to look to upgrade. Um, You you need two one techniques, and he should not be one of them. Um, As far as guys that they've lost, uh, Woozy, I figured, was going to go. I didn't want him back for that amount of money. Um, Now, who else? Oh, Andy Dalton. Okay. It was a guy that I, I would have taken back. Um, Chicago was stupid enough to, uh, you know, off their own. I, I guess they're going to have compete for a starting job yep. with Nick Foles. Yep. So they continue to, you know, 
try to make things go with average quarterbacks. Right. Um, that should be interesting in Chicago. Um, now, I, I want to see Andy Dalton play in a system that's not loaded with offensive firepower. Yeah. And let's see how well he does. Right. So where he can't, you know, because um, he's got no mobility. No. So he's not going to be able to get rid of the ball in 2.5 seconds like he did at Dallas. Right. He's not going to have receivers get open that quickly. Um, who else do we lose besides Awuzie and uh, Dalton? Oh, we lost Joe Thomas, who was a, who was a yeah. pretty decent backup linebacker. Yeah. Um, so you know, uh, was I wasn't I, I, that he was somebody I wanted to keep. And who did they bring in? So they brought what, in a swing tackle. You know, yeah, they brought I... in. A, they didn't need the swing tackle. Well, they lost. They lost uh, Irving. Oh yeah, that that's the other guy, Cam. Uh, yeah, Cam, Cam Irving. Irving's gone. Okay. Um, Cam and Irving I think did next to nothing last year. Right, and and I think we upgraded in that regard. I think this guy Ty Nishki or Nick Nick he Nicky, I don't know how you pronounce it, but I think he's better than than Cam Irving as a swing tackle. He's not a guy that I'm going to be stoked about if he's starting, but. I think he is immediately an upgrade over Terrence Steele for sure. Probably Brandon Knight as well. So I'm I'm good with that signing. Um, I see. I think that was a waste. They didn't need him. They got yeah. they got two they got two guys, Brandon Knight and Terrence Steele, who were underrated last year. I don't care what PFFs thinks. I watched them play games. Uh, so I from the Giants game where they were terrible um, they, they have more than held their own they are brand new to the league they have nowhere to go but up and the Cowboys I, I don't know how much money they wasted on this new guy but it I was another much. frivolous signing uh, it tells me you know what it tells me it tells me they really don't trust Tyron Smith and that's scary yeah. because I think if you have that little trust in your left tackle that you and you have two guys already who can back him up maybe three if you count Connor Williams and then you go in and you, you pick up another swing tackle who's 35 by the way alright yeah. um, that tells me that you really aren't sure about the health uh, and the availability of your left tackle who you're not only keeping but whose contract you just extended right that that's the <laughs> that that is a good point he and I you know, we, we did the restructuring of Zach Martin, Lyle Collins, both of those made sense. But yeah, Tyron Smith, that one was like, eh, it's, it's not the worst guy we could, get, could, you know, we could restructure. We haven't done Zeke. We haven't done Jalen Smith yet, which yeah. I'm glad. Um, but Bro, they, but there's $7 million. Jalen Smith, fire him. Yeah, post June cut. Yeah, I'm I'm for it, um, but but yeah, you know, Tyron Smith. If if we have to cut him, if he's gonna get hurt, then then we've really fucked ourselves with you know that restructure decision. So hopefully we you know this is just a precaution, um, and we feel good about him being you know being able to stay healthy, but. But yeah, that that was a head scratcher. But no, I I like. I couldn't even start. I started five games last year. 
for the Bills. Taught. Yeah, no, he didn't. He didn't play much last year, but in previous years he played you know three to four hundred snaps, and he was you know pretty solid, better than Cam Irving's ever been. Even though Cam Irving started a lot more, can you know that that that's unless you're talking about like a blue chip, like actually good starting lineman, which there's you know you're not going to be able to get for for a backup role. You basically have your choice of someone like Cam Irving, who who's played a lot, had a lot of starts, but always sucked. And then you've got guys like Cameron Cam Fleming, Fleming. Uh, this guy Ty uh, Nick Nicky with youth. Yeah, well, it's with youth. it it's I, I'd rather in smaller sample size see competent play that that's more important i mean we got this guy only one year so i don't think he's you know i don't think that's a big deal but what how much does he cost i mean i like him i mean i I think he's a good player yeah for his his role i I just don't think he was necessary i think that they could have gone out used that money on defensive tackle defensive end linebacker cornerback safety I, I don't think it'll be more for more than like two or maybe three million a year, but but we'll see. He, I, he was on a five million a year deal with with the Bills, so I mean if it's if it's that much, then then I'd agree with you. I I think anything more than three million, I'm gonna be like guard? that's a little unnecessary. Can play guard or center? No, he's, he's swing tackle. He's played left tackle and right tackle. Now, so, now we got to see the problem there is, is is backup center. We haven't got one. Yeah. Do, is Looney not under contract anymore? No, he's not. He's a free agent. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's now you're going to trust a guy yeah. who's barely played. Well, I I will say there's you know the Raiders cut their their starting center who's actually very good and he's going to be expensive. So I I doubt we'll go that direction, but um. But I mean, I'm I'm sure we can find somebody for for just depth purposes. Um, well, you hope you yeah you'd hope. But up Zach Martin's brother, where did he wind up? Nick Martin. I don't think he. I haven't seen him sign. He, I I think he's gonna get overpaid by someone because he is yeah. he's played well, so far, snaps. So far, the Cowboys get a D. Yeah. Well, I. In terms of overall scope, yeah, yeah. something like that. I, I don't I don't think any of their individual signings has been a bad signing yet. Um you know. But but yeah, they're in terms in terms of opportunities, guys like Malcolm Malcolm Brown, that would have been a phenomenal signing. Jason Verrett, yeah. The Niners got Jason Verrett for a one-year deal at $5.5 million. That's a guy who really, besides injury, he's as probably as clean of a producing corner as there is in this entire class. Every year the guy has started, and he he was healthy last year, he's been very good, very good Why to elite. Why didn't they sign him? I don't know that that's so far that him and Malcolm Butler are the two that I'm saltiest about that we didn't pursue because those, those are look, great signings. It appears they are going to look for bargain bin material. That yeah. is either guys who know who suck 
like yeah. Daryl Worley. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and Maurice Kennedy. Let us not forget Maurice Kennedy. Mm-hmm. Okay. Who we signed and then who sat out the whole year. He's right. still on the roster. So they could actually save a little bit of money. If they cut him and Darian Thompson, they can open up some more space. Uh, Chris, Chris Jones, million mm-hmm. dollars home too. Yep, yep. All right, but uh, Maurice Kennedy, Daryl Worley, these guys who just suck. Okay, mm-hmm. and then you got guys like Don Terry Poe who were on the um, down, definitely a negative trajectory of their career. Yeah. All right, and then a guy like Everson Griffin who's out there, and you got to at some point you got to ask yourself why is why is he out there? Why is He's still out there. If he's so, if he's so good, why is he still out there? And they signed him late, and they signed him for a mo- relatively modest amount of money, mm-hmm. and, and then they cut him after what two plays? Well, we traded I mean, him. Traded him. Yeah. yeah, traded him after what twelve plays? Right. I mean, you know, I, I, I don't even know if they gave him enough of a chance. No. Maybe that was more a thing of him complaining. And I think part of that and was. Did they give him a chance? No, because he he, had, he spoke up. He said, this defense is stupid. It sucks. Right. Okay? And instead of doing a smart thing, which was firing Mike Nolan on the spot, I would have mm-hmm. fired him in the middle of the fucking game. And I would have fired that special teams coach in the middle of the game, too, after one of those stupid play calls that he made. All right? Yeah. So, you know, this team, it's looking for scapegoats. It's putting all its eggs in the basket of this stupid philosophy that Stephen Jones has, and that, and it's putting, it's going to put too much weight on the fact that it changed defensive coordinators. Big yeah. deal. Who, who is the new defensive coordinator? Is it Bill Belichick? Because if it's not, all right, you better yeah. get some damn players, new damn players in there. Yeah. All right. Yeah. If Bill Belichick's not your new defensive coordinator, you better get some good damn new players in there and not these guys that you can buy at friggin' Kmart. They yeah. probably don't even make football cards for these guys because they're so middling. Yeah. But yeah. that's the way that looks like it's gonna that's the way it looks like it's gonna go. And they're gonna they're gonna give Jalen Smith and Van Der Esch and all these guys who don't deserve another shot, okay? They're gonna give them another shot. Yeah. Mike Nolan and they hire Dan Quinn. Dan Quinn Dan Quinn. Yeah, his team gave up 5,000 points in the second half of the Super Bowl. Let's bring him in. Yeah. Well, I mean, you're you're not... If you're going to give these linebackers a shot, which I'm kind of... I mean, I, I think Van Der Esch, because he's not costing much, sure, why not? Jalen Smith, I'd be fine cutting him, but I don't think we will. But if you're going to give them a shot, like give them a real shot by giving them a chance with your interior defensive line. Like, yeah, I don't care exactly. if you've got Brian Urlacher and Ray Lewis and Luke Keekley all in their prime. If your defensive tackles are getting driven five yards off the ball every single time, it's a handoff off the middle. You're not going to, you're not going to do that well. And, yeah. you know, Antoine Woods currently our starter at one tech and, and, you know, Neville Gallimore, I like him. He's he's one of the few interior guys that's shown promise. But let's not kid ourselves. He wasn't consistently great last year. He showed flashes. He's better than than Tristan Hill, but that doesn't mean shit. Tristan Hill is garbage. 
So we're right. talking about one guy that's shown glimpses but hasn't put it together, and then a bunch of dog shit. Like Antoine Woods was good for us, but by any metric was was still not good. Like I said, half a degree a bit above Nick Hayden. So, I mean, there's guys that are out there. You know, like I said, Malcolm Brown, we could have gotten him for cheap. Derek Wolf. Um, I don't. I don't think he would have been a one tech, more of a three. But I think he got signed, but for like four million a year. Like there's guys out there. Indomitian Sue, I think, is still a free agent. Lawrence Guy. That as of right now, Lawrence Guy is probably my my guy. <laughs> um, you know, because he he'll be comp, he'll be a competent one tech, and he's not going to cost that much. Like he's not going to get. He's not going to do much as a pass rusher, but he'll plug up the run and immediately will help our linebackers bring a guy like that in. And, you know, I, I think I, I saw Brian Broadus tweeting that he doesn't think we're going to sign anybody. And, and he's probably right. He, he said he thinks he said he thinks we'll, we'll draft someone in the third or fourth round, which... I, I, even that seems, yeah, as a one technique, which, yeah, that even that seems unrealistic that we would spend a, a mid-round pick on it. On, oh, God. You know, and, and there, you know, we've talked about this. This is not a good class for defensive tackles. There's, there's really two guys that I, I like, and you'd have to spend a probably a second-round pick to get one of them, or second or first. Then you've got these guys that are pretty big question marks. If you're if you're looking to spend a third or a fourth round, you know there's guys out there, but they're they're with big question marks, and and you do not want to rely on a tandem of a mid round defensive tackle in this year's draft and Antoine Woods. That that's a recipe for just run it back, run it back from last year as to what happened. It's it's going to be the same story. Um, so that, you know, that that's my biggest concern. Linebacker doesn't, you know, if we can improve that spot, I'm much less concerned about linebacker. I mean, we, we did, we lost Joe Thomas, like you said. We were supposedly looking at Denzel Perryman from the Chargers, who, who actually, he, he's another guy who, He's a little injury prone, but he had a good year last year in limited snaps. But it, he's coming off his best year, but he was injured. So, you know, I, I'd be happy with him coming in to replace Joe Thomas. But again, doesn't really matter if we're not addressing that interior defensive line. Right. Absolutely. You hit it right on the head. Those defensive tackles, as much as I don't like our linebackers, the those defensive tackles made them look worse than they were yep. because they were, you were right. They were getting driven off the ball, something fierce. Yep. They were, they, they played like they weighed a hundred pounds. Okay. Yep. They had no sand in their pants whatsoever. And they had no technique or understanding of the scheme whatsoever. Little athleticism aside from Neville Gallimore. Yep. Okay. And, um, the other thing is when they weren't getting driven back, they were standing at the line of scrimmage because the offensive linemen had gotten by them to the second level and obliterated our linebackers who are not take-on guys. These are not 3-4 guys. These are run-and-hit 
linebackers. And if right. they can't do that, they don't have a chance. Even if they can do that, they don't have much of a chance. Because yeah. two years, you know, the year before this, they were doing that and they weren't doing it well. They had one good season, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, to me, if I'm Jerry Jones, I, I don't hesitate. I, I cut Jalen Smith or I try to trade him because um, they're there might be a team stupid enough to take them, like the Raiders. Um, and the Raiders seem to like the garbage players that we have. Yeah. And, um, you know, and Vander Esch, I say to Vander Esch, look, buddy, you're going to play strong side linebacker, which means you're a part-time player. And if you prove to me that you can play, I'll give you your job back at weak side linebacker. Okay? But until you do, you've been demoted. And just be glad that you're on the strong side and not on the bench. That's what I'm telling him. Yeah. Right? Because right now, he has been a, a playing nightmare and an injury nightmare. I don't hold the injuries against him. I feel that's right. I feel bad that, that he's got that and that it's, it's, it, this is his chosen profession. It doesn't seem like his body is cut out to play pro football. Yeah, um, and and I, I mean, linebacker seems like the kind of position that you know we bet we we will benefit from the compensatory picks a lot. It, it you know every year there's good you know that's that is a position like running back not maybe not quite to the same extent but it's a position where it's got such you know there's such a short shelf life for linebackers and it is a position where you can you know get a guy if you find the right guy who can contribute right away it's a position that makes sense to draft you know one every year in the mid mid rounds and you know having two-thirds and two-fourths i would think we should be able to find at least one or two competent guys so if you bring in someone like Perryman you draft someone you know I feel feel better about that position but but again it's going to be there's going no matter who we bring in there's only so much any of them can do if we're going to leave a glaring hole at one technique absolutely absolutely that's my, that's my biggest concern. I, I don't doubt that we're going to bring in, we're going to patch the holes in the secondary, whether it's effectively or, or not. I mean, I I will say I, I kind of like the fact that we're looking at guys with Dan Quinn connections. That that was one of the, the complaints I had last year is it didn't seem like we were really going after guys that knew, you know, that knew the scheme that Mike Nolan wanted to run, maybe with the exception of Alden Smith, who's, who's, you know, the one good signing we had, you could say, maybe Andy Dalton, but, um, you know, Mike this, Nolan's scheme does not fit in today's NFL. And that's why he's not coaching right now. I, yeah, I, I think you could, you could why, say that. Why Chris Richard was the hottest property for a while. He was talk of have being a head coach. Then nobody would give him a job. I think he's got one I think now. He's got one is he now. A, yeah. Is he a DC? I don't think so, but I think he's. I think he's a defensive backs coach for the Saints. So definitely uh, demotion. Yeah, demotion. <laughs> yeah. Demotion. yeah. But um, that's what that's what happened. 
happens when you can't when you can't get along with your players, and when your players know things that you don't. Okay, smart GMs realize that they know that players know most players know the game, and when you got your players calling you out, which is what's happening with Chris Richard, um, that looks really bad on you. And Mike Nolan got called out by uh, a number of players. He had at least one player. I think more than one player come out and say we're not giving the effort. Okay, yeah. he's dead. He's buried. Yeah, he's buried. That says that they don't believe in his scheme, which means probably nobody believes in his scheme because his scheme doesn't fit today's NFL. Maybe it fit ten years ago, mm. you know. But you know, it, yeah, it he... does. It just doesn't. Just doesn't fit anymore. And um, you know, the the Dallas guy. I mean, it's it's early. So it's not fair to completely judge, but I, I don't have an optimistic feeling about it, and I don't like the way that it started. The players you've named are guys we should have grabbed. Michael Brown, uh, Jason, what, what, what's his last name? Uh, Jason Barrett. Yeah. Barrett, okay. Those are guys we should have grabbed. They're yeah. not that expensive. Right. Instead, instead, we're signing, you know, a 35-year-old tackle we don't need, and Antoine Woods. Well, Woods with Woods and Wilson, we we tendered them, so they can yeah. still be be signed technically, and we we'll get it. Besides Woods, yeah, that would be. We won't, we won't get any compensation because he was undrafted. But yeah, I hope somebody takes him off our hands. Right. And maybe the Raiders. Yeah. But. Malik Collins, remember, neither signed. one of us that highly of Malik Collins. And what he lasted one year in Oakland. Maybe they only signed him to a one-year deal, but mm-hmm. there was a reason why. And now he's going for a paltry six million for mm-hmm. a three technique. Who's supposed to be a playmaker? I mean, he was garbage in Oakland. I, I think the Texans overpaid for him at even at six million. That that's yeah. that that's you know reasonable for how he played in Dallas. You know, he was. Yeah. He was a good pass rusher for us. He he was never good against the run, but um, yeah. he was just shit like all around in in, in Vegas last um, year. So I don't know. That well, see, that's the big problem with needing. You don't want to need a defensive lineman, especially a tackle, mm-hmm. because they tend to be lazy. They're big and sloppy, yeah. and they tend to get lazy. It's demanding position. You're always getting hit. You know, you get always getting pounded on every play. You know, it's not like playing safety or something. And um, you know, they don't put out the effort. They go to sleep, especially after they get paid. I'd be afraid. I, you know, I'm afraid for the New York Giants because of yeah. what they gave Leonard Williams, and I'm afraid for yeah, whoever paid Tomlinson that they're not going to get shit in the bag. Yeah. Well, the Tomlinson thing, that, that strikes me as a... I don't think that's as bad of a... You know, there's, there's some deals. You mentioned Nelson Aguilar. That's, that's a great example. But others where teams are paying for... You know, it's, it's... With all the information available just to fans, obviously NFL teams, you think, have more data than, than fans have access to. But just the, the 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 information available to fans, you can see guys like Bud Dupree or Trey Hendrickson, who who were the or or Leonard Floyd. That's the the other guy I forgot about. These guys that are clearly second fiddle to a much better player in 
in Hendrickson's case, Cameron Jordan, in uh, you know Leonard Floyd, obviously Aaron Donald, Bud Dupree, multiple guys, T.J. Watt, uh, Cameron Hayward. Yeah. These guys that are the beneficiary beneficiary of better yeah. players yes. and a better defense and getting high sack totals as a result of it and getting paid like they're, you know, the shit. Right. I think all three of those guys are, I mean, Leonard Floyd is still with Aaron Donald. So as long as Aaron Donald's there, he might still get good sack numbers, but he's not actually that good of a player. And yeah. those other two that are now leaving good defenses to play on shitty defenses, those are those are going to be disasters. I mean, Robert Quinn was a prime example last year where he had a lot of sacks with the Cowboys but wasn't actually as good as his sacks made it seem. And he went to the Bears, who actually, you know, have a good defense, and, and he's got Khalil Mack again uh, across from him. He went and even he went, yeah, even he didn't do shit. So there's there's a lot of you know signings where on the other hand end of the spectrum there's there's good value. There's also these dumb signings at that you know just not even having to use hindsight, you can tell immediately that are going to be disasters. And yeah. in the league, you know, they just there's certain things that the league tends to overvalue and, you know, sacks is, is a big one, but you know, I think, yeah, yeah. And, and, but you know, defensive tag, but, but I was getting off track a little bit, but Dalvin Tomlinson, I don't think he was, I don't think he's a bad player, but the way the Vikings are going to use him as a three technique when he's been much more productive as a one that's where I think that could, you know, go go poorly. What is Leonard Williams' background? Leonard Williams was a high draft pick of the Jets. Yep. Why did they let him go so easily? I mean, you know, players yeah. want not wanting to play for the Jets, I, I would think. I, I think he got to free agency. I don't think they did he? could be wrong. Um, but, you know, Leonard Williams, he's a guy that's, I mean, he's another guy. He, he got a lot of sacks. He's 11 and a half sacks, but he's he's a good player and a consistent player, but he's not real. He's not a, I don't think he's made a Pro Bowl. He's made one Pro Bowl, never an All-Pro. Like, he's he's not nearly worth that amount of money. I, see, yeah. I would want to know what his problem with the Jets was because I seem to remember that there being an attitude problem. He was traded. And if he flashed it then... He's probably going to flash it now that the money's in the bank. Yeah. Unless he's just grown up. Yeah. So yeah, he was a he was traded for a, a third round pick and a fifth round ah. pick. No, yeah. they gave up a first high first round pick for a third and a fifth. Mm-hmm. Of what they thought of him. Right. Well, I think you know for this free agency, this is, this is a dangerous game. It certainly favors the players. And like I said, the bottom line, he's just, just got to be smart about it like the Buccaneers were last year. Yep. And they've been they, they've been pretty smart, I, I think, so far, just signing their own players. They, they've And, you know, the, the tough thing to quantify and, and the th- tough thing to capture is a place where, where people want to pay, want to play and where 
guys are willing to take a little bit of a discount because they, you know, see a real chance at, at competing for a championship. And the Bucks seem to be Dallas used to be like that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and New England used to, used to be like that. Not anymore, as evidenced by them overpaying pretty much every single player they sign. Um, but, but yeah. And, 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 you know, Dallas used to be good. We talk about linebackers. Dallas used to be good, even not that long ago, at drafting linebackers. I mean, back in the, uh, I guess it was the Parcells era and right before, uh, um, they, or before, yeah, it was before, um, they drafted Randall Godfrey in the mm-hmm. second round, who was a very good player for us. Dexter Copley, very good player, made the mm-hmm. Pro Bowl, I think. Dat Win mm-hmm. in the third round, okay, Copley in the third round. All right, and then not so long ago, Damian Wilson, who's gone on to a good career with the Chiefs, mm-hmm. and Anthony Hitchens, who's gone on to a good career with the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. And what do they give us? They give us Jalen Smith. Yeah. Yeah. A guy who, who look, he's never, he's never, look, no matter what they say, no matter what the media says, he is not the player he was in college. He never came mm-hmm. back fully from that injury. And it was doubtful that he would. Right. He's never shown the freakish athleticism that he had. You kidding me? Yeah. I mean, twenty eighteen was was definitely the closest, and and but but you were thinking, you know, this is just the start, and he's going to recover yeah. more fully and and take yeah. another step. That was, you know, that that's what we paid him for is, you know, to at the very least continue on that pace, but preferably continue to get better and yeah. I'll tell you what the problem is with Jalen Smith the Dallas Cowboys doctor did the surgery on him so right. the Dallas Cowboys at least said that they had the upper leg in real insight on him because their own doctor told told them he's going to be good as new the mm-hmm. nerves are going to fire again okay yeah. youth for a second think that his agent didn't take that information and give it to all 32 teams the Dallas Cowboys didn't have any special insight because Jalen Smith and his agent wanted that same info thrown in the faces of every single GM in the National Football League that was not a secret yeah and and I do remember pretty vividly that he would you know everyone said initially he was going to be a you know top five top ten pick and then after the injury it went way down. It the the early second round was a, a huge reach. People were talking about like the fourth round. So I think some even you know that he wasn't going to be drafted. The the way the more details people heard about that knee, the further down the board he he went. And early second round was you know it was a, it was a reach, and you know it. it and as as with most of these moves, you kind of you know you you justify it, and you know once he had the good year, you're like okay maybe that maybe this was a good move, but you know taking everything as a whole, you know it wasn't the right it wasn't the right decision. We could have had Miles even if we did want to go that route and the linebacker, we could have had Miles Jack, who's been far more consistent on a bad on a worse defense yeah. um, with Jacksonville. So, I remember you were big on Miles Jack before he got injured. Mm-hmm. Yep, he was. Uh, 
he was a pretty pretty clean prospect. I mean, he hasn't been the player he was in college either. Yeah, I mean, he was he was never a super productive college player. He's just a freak athlete, and he's he's been good, bet better than Jalen Smith, but you know, certainly not. I, I think the if you run it back, go back to the to that year, the guy that we could have gotten <laughs> that would have really been uh, a game changer is Chris Jones, and talk about a impact defensive tackle i mean he's about as good as there is in the nfl jalen smith and chris jones talk about a a first and second round combo but well you you could go back all the way to the look i know it seems like it was a long time ago but go back to the trade up for morris claiborne who they never even interviewed okay and yet they had Ranked, they said they had the highest ranking on him for any quarterback, cornerback since Deion Sanders. All right, so they trade up for him. And Jerry at the time said that had they not traded for Morris Claiborne, they would have taken Bobby Wagner in the first round, who was available at their pick, and Michael Brockers in the second round. I think it was okay. flipped. So, I think it was Brockers in the first wag, but yeah, th- those are the players. But, but flipped, all right, yeah, you're right, it was flipped. Yeah. Brockers and Wagner, okay? Mm-hmm. Well, disaster. Yeah. yeah. Rockers and Wagner are still good. All right. Yeah, Wagner's arguably been the best linebacker, definitely top two or three since he's been drafted. Yeah. Um, and Brockers is solid, not phenomenal, but we certainly could use a solid defensive tackle like that. Yeah. Um, so... Uh, one thing I wanted to kind of wrap up on, just touching on a little bit in general, um, I, I thought it was, it was really interesting. The the Kansas City Chiefs, they cut both their offensive tackles, the, the guys that missed the Super Bowl. And, Eric Fisher. Uh, yeah, Eric Fisher and Mitchell Schwartz. And it was kind of funny because, you know, in, in the, the news flash, Adam Scheffner, it's, you know, it's all focused on Eric Fisher because he was a former number one overall pick, but and Mitchell Schwartz is kind of a side note, but really Mitchell Schwartz is a bigger deal. That that guy's been one of the best right tackles in football like his whole career. Eric Fisher's been okay, you know, not terrible, but certainly has never lived up to that that draft position. But I think it goes to show, you know, the Chiefs just paid Pat Mahomes and they and you know their deal gives them a lot more flexibility than the Cowboys did but even so they're already losing very important pieces and they they did sign a guard which I think is and you know granted a pretty good guard Joe Joe Thoney or Thoney guy guy from the Patriots um you know the Patriots lost a good player yeah, yeah, good, good offensive guard. Um, but you know, but they haven't signed an offensive tackle. There, there's talks about Trent Williams, which you know, if you're going to sign a big name guy, why not just re-sign your own guy? But regardless, it made me think. Like, you know, that's a prime example of what happens, what inevitably is going to happen when you pay a quarterback that kind of money, and. 
it's going to be, you know, the question there is can Patrick Mahomes overcome what might be a bad O-line or, or at the very least just a, you know, mediocre average type of O-line. And Dallas could have taken one of those tackles to release Tyron Smith. I did. I have thought of that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if I they're mean, healthy. Yeah. Eric Fisher, you know, definitely not an upgrade over Tyron Smith when he's healthy, but availability, I feel more, more confident in him than Tyron Smith. But, but regardless, I mean, I think the Cowboys with the, the moves they've made with not just Dak, but obviously that's the biggest one in recent years. Um, they're they're basically putting themselves in a position where they've got to do kind of the impossible with free agency and the draft and essentially yeah, be perfect. They're you yeah. know riding this super thin margin of error. I, I think you could see, there's other teams like the Saints with with just how they've maneuvered the cap that are kind of doing the same or something similar. Um, and the chiefs are, you know, going that down that road a little bit, but it's, it's going to be tough. The, the downs, you know, big difference to me is that the Cowboys don't have a, a top tier coach like the saints do. And like, like the chiefs do. And I think that alone will, you know, the, the chiefs, I feel, the most confident in because they no matter what happens with the rest of their team they're going to have that combination of Mahomes and Andy Reid and I think well, that's going to what happened to them without the tackles in the Super Bowl right but but I think they're going to be at at the very least a competitor they you know they might not win the Super Bowl every here's year what, but here's what I would say to the NFL quarterbacks mm-hmm. who've gotten full of themselves um if you want to continue to take up to be this greedy and selfish and to take up and to act like this is not a team sport, guide and keep doing it. And you're going to see your injuries rack up. Yeah. We saw what happened to Dak last year and it wasn't pretty. Um, that I predict will happen to Patrick Mahomes within the either next year or the, or the year after this year or the year after Mahomes will suffer a serious injury. I mean, yeah, I, I could see that. I mean, it seems like it's in general, it's been more of the, you know, the out of pocket. I mean, like, like Dak, like Dak, I think of RG3. Um, it seems like it's more them running than in the pocket injuries. As They'll be running because people will be chasing them. Yeah. Well, but even you know running backwards, getting sacked, I think is is different. But but no, I mean, definitely, I could I could see that if they if they don't put an O line around him, they're you know it's going to make it tough for them to run that offense where it's yeah. all passing. It's yeah. as pass yeah. heavy as it comes. So I you know I wouldn't. That wouldn't shock Kansas them. City, this you know, Kansas City, they don't have good draft picks this year. I mean, they're picking near the bottom of the rounds. Right. Yeah. I mean, this is a year where I, I do think there's a good there are some good offensive tackles. It's one of the better yeah. offensive tackle classes. But 
it's very hit or miss. Last year, the Bucks, I, th- I think a big key in their success was they they hit on an offensive tackle in, in Tristan Wirfs, um, who, who really nailed it. But there were a lot of other first-round draft offensive tackles. Um, the Jets actually hit on one as well, uh, Mikhail yeah. Becton. But the Giants, they I think they got the first tackle off the board, Andrew Thomas, and he was he was not good. Um, yeah. I think the well the Titans had the the worst. They, their guy played like one snap and then got. I, 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 they traded him already. They basically yeah. gave yeah. up on him already. So, but you know, so there's that. That's a position where I think that that type of result is is pretty normal. You have some guys that hit right away and are. are decent starters and some that are are busts um, did you read did you read the interview where Dak says now that he's got to start sliding yes i did which i i was happy him. to see <laughs> that's good for him that's good to see. Oh, he put some qualifications there you know unless it's to, yeah, you know, yeah yeah change momentum or you know it's which, a big game or something you know i feel like we've no, been say saying unless, that for years <laughs> unless, unless unless it's unless it's huge unless yeah. it's absolutely huge slide john Bay and uh, super bowl 31 type of situation then exactly sure. that's exactly what comes to mind right. and um you know um but you know don't don't underestimate the loss of andy dalton um because they're going to definitely need somebody as good or better to replace him they can't, can't go with what they've got um i think gilbert is intriguing at the same time, I wonder why it's taken him so long. Yeah, you know, and uh, you know, Cooper Rush is he still around? He might be still. No. He might still be around. Ben DiNucci is forget about Probably. it. That's he's he's he's, he's shit. Um, I think there's they need to address that. Yeah, I mean, I don't think there's gonna be really any. I mean, maybe like Mitchell Trubisky. I don't think there's anyone appealing in free agency the fact that dalton got 10 million you know that that says it's all it all this is jacoby Brissett got signed like it's pretty slim pickings in the free agent world but i do think there's a couple late round type of quarterbacks that would be good flyers sam ellinger guy from ut um, I think you get him in like the sixth round. Kate, uh, Kellen Mond, I think, is another one. So, man, you've dug into this. Yeah, yeah, a little, little bit. But, um, but yeah, no, I I agree. You, you don't want to, you know, put all your all your. What about eggs Kyle in Pitts the... at number ten? Definitely no. That that's a that's a deeper conversation. I I honestly I think he's. He's going to be the probably going to be the best player available. I, I think there's a very good chance he'll be available, and it's it's tough. I I can I I think initially my gut was to dismiss it, and and hopefully I think best case scenario is there's a team that really wants him and trades up because you know. This is this is a good trade down draft. That all the defensive players that make sense are are guys that we could get probably later. Um, 
we're, we're in kind of a, a in-between spot. But, yeah, Kyle Pitts, I mean, he's one of the best tight end prospects to come out maybe ever. Um, definitely in, in recent years. And, and the only kind of qualm I have is there's not a great track record with drafting tight ends top 10. You've got guys like, you know, TJ Hawkinson for the Lions is probably the most, you know, the best one. But you got like Kellen Winslow Jr., Vernon Davis, who was, he had his moments, but um, I think Eric Ebron was one. But um, yeah. I got, I got one for you. What? How about the wideout from LSU? I've heard him people say oh, he's a better prospect geez. than Cooper was. Yeah, I agree. I don't think he gets to us. I don't think there's any chance. I, th- I think if anyone, he's going to go to Philly. If if he's there at six, I think Philly snatches him for sure. But I don't think he even makes it there. I think the I think the Bengals will take him because he he played in college with with uh, Joe Burrow and. You know that's. You can make the offense the offense so good it doesn't matter if the defense stinks. Yeah, yeah, that's. that's and then today's NFL. Then you let then you let Gallup go the next year, and you got your your replacement. Yeah. Yeah. Now they're they're all. I mean, the guy that I the receiver that I think will probably be there at ten, and and I'm kind of intrigued with is Jalen Waddle. I think Chase will be gone. I think Devontae Smith will be gone. But I could see Jalen Waddle being there. And, and he's got the, you know, none of the guys that we've got, they're they're good all-around receivers, but none of them are that true burner threat. And Jalen Waddle, like, it's it's kind of a cheap comp, but I, I think he's, he's the closest to Tyree Kill to come out since Tyree Kill, in in the sense that he's he's not just straight line burner fast like Henry Ruggs who ran like a four two something last year, yeah. But he's quick side to side too. He yeah. he's a guy that can run a you know six six cone in well, addition of four two forty, and and Ruggs couldn't do that. So, because I'm just not. And maybe it's just my own ignorance. I'll admit that because I have not looked at this draft yet mm. deeply. I've not looked at it deeply. Um, but I'm not that excited by the defensive talent available at 10. Sertain no, and do. Farley, I guess, are the best. My guess is that the Cowboys are going to take either Sertain or Farley yeah. at number 10. I don't think there will be a trade. Yeah. Um, so that's why I started thinking, I don't know, maybe do something crazy and and take a take an offensive player at the tight end. And we're not going to take a, a lineman at this point, I don't think, unless the, yeah. that that great player from the, the top tackle falls. Um, but get you know what about Kyle Pitts? I was just thinking about it. I didn't say I liked the idea. Just yeah. putting it out there, and then the wide receiver and the guy you mentioned is intriguing. Yeah. Maybe even they could trade down and get him. Yeah. No, I, it's it's worth it's worth discussing because because yeah I, I agree I I don't I I've done a few mocks already I'll I'll definitely do more but in pretty much every one 
the 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 need positions defensive players are not the best players on the board and and I don't see a realistic scenario where they where they are um maybe Mika Parsons the linebacker for Penn State but I don't love a linebacker at an off ball linebacker at number 10 so and you said he's not but um would you say he's not that good in coverage yeah, I, he doesn't strike me. He's he's a downhill kind of guy. He's a great blitzer, supposedly, but yeah, I I don't know. You, you got to really wow me to to draft a off ball linebacker at ten, and yeah. I don't know. But yeah, we'll we'll definitely dive more into the draft. Hopefully, uh, next week we got a little more, a few more signings to talk about, but. Um, but yeah, it's going to be, ultimately, it's going to be how free agency goes as to what we can do. Can we, you know, if we don't sign anyone but a few Band-Aid players, you can't go anywhere but de- defense at yeah. number 10, I, I don't think. Um, so, but if we, you know, if we make some real moves, and there are there are definitely players out there. That, that's, there are players out there and there are good deals to be had. It's just Mike, a question, are we going to be the one to you know, make a few of them? My yeah. feeling is that Jerry is scapegoating last season on the Dak Prescott injury and on Mike Nolan. Yep. And that's why I don't think that we're going to see the uh, strong substantive changes. I think you're right, yeah. Yeah, but... We'll see. Um, but and I have no forgiveness for the Dallas Cowboys anymore. I really don't. My years of forgiving them are done. I, I'm, I'm all out of empathy, forgiveness. Uh, I, I, you know, I, I'm, I've, I'm at the point of apathy at this point. Uh, I basically view them as needing to win my allegiance back. I view myself more as an analyst and critic now than I do as a fan. Uh, there is some fan still left in me, but it's not much. And I have no problem um, if I miss one of their games. If I miss two, two or three of their games, I have no problem with that anymore. In the past, that would kill me. Yeah, same. That's because they are fading. Even the, the, the most diehard supporters, like myself, all right, are, are losing it. Yeah. And maybe, that, yeah. maybe there's enough fans, Yahoo fans, that it doesn't matter. But it says something about the relevance and the value of, I don't mean the monetary value, but the real value of the organization. And maybe we are we're going to have to wait for the day that Jerry Jones keels over before we have a real team again. Yeah, I definitely thought about that, but... Um... Yeah, who knows? I I think. Uh, but I think Stephen Jones has pretty much got a stranglehold on any everything. So. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe they should put the girl in charge. Doesn't he have a daughter? Charlotte. Charlotte Jones. Yeah. Give the woman the power. Couldn't hurt. Couldn't be any yeah. worse. Yeah. Twenty. Turn the team colors to pink, pink and yellow. Because that's the there way we go. play. That's the... <laughs> Uh, that would be that would be pretty motivating if if we gave all our defensive players pink and and 
you know, bright pink and bright yellow until they, they started playing, you know, like they had any any kind of backbone and then they get their regular colors back. I kind of like that. Right. Well, uh, yeah, I think that'll do it for this week. We'll be back next week and uh, have some more free agency news to talk about, I'm sure, and uh, we'll probably start diving into the draft more, but Thanks all for tuning in this week, and um, until next time, we'll sign off for this one.